what's going on everybody how's it hanging how's it happening you guys know what it is this is kevin from the code progression podcast brought to my msotd rocks or rock and metal thrive this is the last episode of the month of october and this one is super duper fun because this is the first band that i have had on the podcast from my hometown of milwaukee light it up light it up so this band recently at the beginning or actually more like middle ish of october played a show in oshkosh wisconsin yes they were one of the opening bands the band that went on before the headliner that night which was beartooth yep they got in that gig with their and the best way to describe it is their loud unapologetically in your face and soaked in beer post hardcore style music there's a bunch of hard rock and metalcore mixed in there and it is fantastic so why not get into them with us? So please welcome the guys from the band American Bandit. Are you ready? Because I totally am. So let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. This one is a very exciting one for me because this is the first band that I get to interview that is from my hometown, from Milwaukee. That's why I got the Milwaukee shirt on. Not that, but these guys, they hit it big the previous week before we shot this because they got to open up for Beartooth at their Oshkosh drive-in. So please welcome the guys from American Bandit. So guys, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thank you, dude. It's good to be here. Thanks for awesome. having us, man. How's everything going in um, a different part of Milwaukee? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's going pretty good. I Probably the same as your part of Milwaukee, but uh, we just got together for band practice today and talked about some stuff. So it worked out good that today worked for you to do this. Yeah, I've been trying to do as much as I can with this stuff, especially with, of course, COVID happening. I'm like, okay, what can we do to just like amp this up even more? I'm like, let's just start talking even more bands. Let's do this twice a week kind of thing. And it's just the fact that I'm just, I because my friends were sending stuff of you guys' music to me that I knew from high school. I was like, um, okay, let me actually check these guys out because these guys always give me credible stuff. I'm like, okay, I listened to it, checked out that I saw you guys were open up for Beartooth and I listened, I'm just like, I knew a couple of bands that were vying for that spot and that you guys beat them. So I'm like, was it deserving enough? I listened to one song and this was literally me. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'll say before we jump into it though, just so that everyone gets to know who you guys are, let's do some quick introductions. I want you to know what your guys' names are, what you do in the band. And I'm always all about this and it always messes up people because it's always fun. We're going to go all like welcome week of college, like a freshman orientation. I want to know a little fun fact about each of you guys. However, I want it to be the wackiest thing you can think of. I've heard people give me some of the craziest stuff. Nothing has beat every one of a different band from St. Louis. Each guy gave me their Tinder bio and it was absolutely hilarious. So if you guys can top that, go for it. Oh, God. Uh, we're going to start, start with Alec. Start down end. here. Yeah. Uh, I'm Alec. I play guitar and sing a bit in the band. Wacky fact. Um, I really like Grey's Anatomy. There you go. That, that is a wacky fact. I don't know many guys that like Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I said it. That's your wacky fact. That's my wacky fact, dude. <laughs> Mind fucking blown. All right, go ahead. Uh, I'm Luke. I play bass, and I've shit my pants in probably nine different states. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is that might be a top tier one easily. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna sound really lame after my after the after the poop one. <laughs> But I, I'm Nick. I do vocals in American Bandit, and I guess I'm gonna piggyback off Alec with the TV one. But for all of 2020, I have been incredibly obsessed with Love Island. <laughs> with Love Island. With Love Island, I've watched all of Australia and the UK. I just finished uh, the US season. The is Love Island. It's a it's reality TV, dude. It's just yeah, a bunch yeah. of hot people in a villa. It's oh, awesome. all just, the time. <laughs> don't. I guess I don't, I don't think that would be maybe not wacky, but maybe something you wouldn't expect. But I just binged the shit out of it with my girlfriend, like since February. Definitely not something I would expect at all. But hey, if if, if it works, it works. I'll just say that. <laughs> well, I'm Ryan. I play drums in the band and I'm out to compete with wacky after Luke's. <laughs> I, uh, I've not shit myself in any other state, but. Thing, so <laughs> let's go with that <laughs> Alrighty, so we, we've definitely got a, a big poop thing going on especially with luke on that end but you, what you should if, if that's the case you check out there's this app that my friend ended up getting me on it's like this poop tracker thing and her and i are in a competition to see who poops more 
Nice. <laughs> what's, uh, what's what's your wacky fact? Fact. Oh, my wacky fact. Um, let's see. Um, there was a last year when I was in Amsterdam. The amount of free drinks and the amount of free laughing gas that I consumed in one night probably could have killed a horse. Uh, <laughs> that's that's up God. there with that's the good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I was like, I probably could come up with a bunch more, but I'm like, that's the first thing that came to my head. I'm like, yeah, I still remember doing that last year. So yeah, I'm going with it. Mine was <laughs> mine was Love Island. So. Yeah. It makes sense, but enough with the wacky facts. Let's jump right into the music. And the big thing that happened, you guys, in October was the fact you got to open up for Beartooth during their drive-in live show at in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So I want to know, because I knew a couple of bands that were vying for that position, what was it like, you know, trying to get on that bill and then ultimately becoming the opener for Beartooth that night? Uh, I guess, honestly, I was just scrolling through Facebook and I had seen the post and I was like, oh shit, that'd be kind of cool. So I threw our name in there and then I hit up the band and was like, hey, we should put our names in these comments and just like reach out to like our friends and our fans and just ask them to help us out because it'd be cool to play a show. And then all of a sudden it just started like the, we got a, a lot of comments right away. So I reached out the venue and was like, hey, uh, I noticed like our band's getting a lot. I just want to make sure here's all of our info. And then they emailed us back and we're like, yeah, we just have to send it over to Beartooth Management. And uh, they'll go from there. And then a couple of days later of nothing, we started getting our set ready just in case. And then they email us back and we're like, yeah, you guys are good to go. Um, so it was just like that. Just quick as all hell and just anything you can do. Plus, I'll say one thing, that two things. One is it's really good that you guys were working on that set before you even got it. Cause you're kind of like, okay, if we do get it, then we're already going to be prepared for it going forward. So it's not going to be something where like we get it and all of a sudden you're going to have this whole entire, oh shit, what the fuck are we going to do moment? Like you're already planning this out and you're probably already about 20, 30% of the way fully figured out exactly what you want to do by the time you got that email. Secondly, it's, it, it just proves the power of not only your fan base, power of social media as well. Cause I've seen a lot of bands especially this year that are emerging in the scene today really use that social media power to not only get their music heard by more people, but get their stuff just kind of out there and get a little bit more of a prominence going to them. Like you guys getting on the Beartooth bill, like a band that I work with kingdom collapse their um, song became their song uprise was like number, like a number one song in octane for two straight weeks. And it was all because of their fan group, just constantly requesting it. And there's a lot of bands that are on octane right now. A lot of the more emerging ones, then that's the reason why they're on there because they just keep getting requests. Any given sin is a huge one. Saul is a huge one right now as well. So yeah, it really does work. Yeah. Our friends Archer and Archer's out in uh, Madison just got on Octane too, like in the last couple of days from the same thing, just social media, people just blasting on Twitter, play the song, play the song, play the song. So people eventually listen, which is awesome. Eventually they'll listen. And the th- fact of the matter is like the, the more requests you get, again, it's just the more chances of, you have to get to the ears of the people because Archer was probably probably up for that. I know the Veer Union was up for that bill as well for Beartooth, but ultimately they go with American Bandit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, a band called Falling Flat, too, that we got to hang out with all day. That was really cool. Were, um, they were on the bill as well? Yeah, so Falling Flat opened, and then we played second, and then Beartooth was right after us. All right, now I got to ask this question because what was it like like that day of, okay, you got to go up to Oshkosh, you're going to be playing live once again in front of a good amount of people, but it's going to be completely different because everyone's going to be like drive, like kind of like a drive-in movie. So right. what was that whole entire experience like? Because I haven't done the drive-in concert yet. I wanted to go to the, that show. However, I did have an interview with someone from Australia that night and a bunch of my friends. I told them I wanted to go to the show and I pay for the ticket. I just wanted them to come down and see it with me because I didn't want to get stuck with 80 bucks per ticket because I've gotten, I have gotten burnt like that before. And like a couple days before, and they're like, oh, did you buy one? I'm like, I never heard from you guys. So no. Damn. Well, that day for us was, uh, it was a little hectic in the morning. We met up early and we ran the set once to make sure that we didn't have any hiccups and we were all feeling good about it. And then we started bringing, decided to load up the van and uh, our van didn't start. And we have like the worst fucking luck with our van. Every time we need it for something important, it doesn't start. So we're trying to jump it and we're trying to jump it and fucking nothing. So then we're trying, then we scramble and figure out how we can fit everything into cars and how many cars we need to pack to get up to Oshkosh. And, uh, we figured it out. It was three. three cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know, going forward, if you ever have a problem with your van, it's three car loads. 
three, three car loads. We got to Oshkosh, um, like at the time that they needed us to get there to load in all of our stuff. And I feel like it, the anticipation of getting there was exciting just to see like the setup with the stage and what the parking lot was. And then it was pretty anticlimactic because we just sat behind the stage and drank beers for a few hours anyways and hung out. Um, but actually seeing like the cars come in and line up and like everybody was in their own little parking spot with their space around it. So it was a really interesting way to see a show put on. Um, I thought it was really cool. It was nice to see some live music, even like aside from us playing, I really wanted to go to the show anyways, because Beartooth puts on a sick show. And if that's the only show that we were going to be able to see this year, I was like, fuck, I definitely need to be there. Yeah, totally understandable. But one thing I just, I was always curious about with, especially from like you guys being on stage from your perspective with the cars coming in with everyone kind of in their own little like square that they had to stay in. There's the groups that they were in having to stay in that square. Was there a different energy that you guys felt versus a show before COVID when everyone just kind of jammed into a room together? Uh, I would say yes. Like it still felt good to be on stage and it's nice to interact with people, but there's something about like a sweaty little club with everybody just like shoulder to shoulder and jumping around that you definitely cannot recreate with over 300 cars in a parking lot. Yeah, that was very absent. Yeah. I feel like everyone was kind of feeling it out too, like the crowd too. Mm -hmm. It was weird for everybody a little bit, but it was great. I think, I think ultimately what was the weirdest part about it was the fact that uh, there was all these social distancing guidelines. There was all this, all this hullabaloo about keeping space and distance and none of that was informed absolutely zero spacing of anything there was people were right next to each other yeah people were wearing masks most of the time but like there was like a beer tent where everyone was like two inches apart from each other and like there were people from all around the country that were there yeah i would say that was a little bit uncomfortable i think how they did the parking lot they were pretty good about keeping people in their space but as soon as you got over to the beer garden if you're in that tent it was like it would be like you were at a normal show. It was pretty yeah. packed. And then the merch lines, they said they were going to be spacing the lines out uh, and they didn't really do that. So if we were to do it again, those would be like my two concerns moving forward as far as safety goes. But overall, uh, I did feel pretty safe doing it. Um, yeah. Besides those two things. I think for like several hours, actually Beartooth had like a line of probably 400 people for merch. That honestly doesn't surprise me from Beartooth at all because of the fact that the one time I went to go see him, which was back in October when they were in Minneapolis with I Prevail and A Day to Remember, it was like looking at the merch lines that it was Beartooth and A Day to Remember had about like the same length and merch lines throughout the whole entire show because it was just like, I mean, Beartooth goes on and it's just watching Caleb Shomo up there is like watching some guy and like three energy drinks took two adrenaline shots straight to the ass and is just going on stage having a good time. Yeah, that guy goes <laughs> fucking hard. But I'm, I'm the reason why I was curious about the whole entire like setup of it was just because for myself, like I'm used to going to shows at the Rave or X Ray Arcade, like you know everyone packed in together. All of a sudden, mosh pits are going on, and I'm like, ooh, I must go there and just kind of traverse myself there and just get knocked around. So it's like, so for me, it's, I was always curious to see what the feel was going to be like when everyone's kind of in their like in a driving like in their own little spot you can't really go outside of that you can't really be close to people especially with a band like Beartooth and with your guys' sound as well especially when the harder stuff comes in everyone's gonna like people like myself they're gonna we're gonna want to start a mosh but we're gonna want to just start smashing into each other having a great time like we always did so it's just gonna be kind of weird where it's like we must resist the urge yeah there was definitely people like head banging and jumping around but they really were staying like you you could mosh and like push mosh i guess with whatever three other people you could fit in your car so there was definitely some like crowd involvement yeah, think of what you would see. Yeah, yeah think of like the fourth of july but amplified that's what i it was like at a fireworks yeah. <laughs> it was show. like that's kind of what yeah. the vibe was interesting i kind of i kind of get behind that actually just because it's something different where how where it's just like you know going down fourth july everyone's kind of together but still kind of spaced out especially like in milwaukee you're watching the fireworks downtown at veterans park everyone's got their spots but everyone's kind of spread out the same time as well and i'm just enjoying and kind of just going around with their own vibe as well so i can understand that a little bit more now yeah oh yeah i think everyone was just happy to be there too yeah like the only show that was probably. another <laughs> big thing year. was 
we met so many people from so many different states. It was kind of mind blowing because that that was the only show like they weren't on a tour. They weren't like doing a drive in tour. They were literally there to play one show. And that was the only show within a several hundred mile radius of people. And they wanted to get out. And that's why it sold out was because that's, you know, we miss that, you know, people need that. And me and a buddy of mine who we brought to the show for photos, we were talking on the way home and he almost started crying on the way home. He was like, dude, I forgot how much I needed live music in my life because as of February, like when the shutdown started happening, we were on tour. Um, and like two weeks later when we got home from tour, like everything shut down, like we were lucky to squeeze that little leg in before we, you know, put the lid on the fucking can there. And Nick and I were both super sick. We were in St. Louis. I remember. And I literally was like, I was throwing up for like (laughs) two hours before we played. And then we ended up playing the last night. And then we just went in the van. We couldn't handle it. We were just like dying we thought we had like we're still convinced that we had covid and we didn't know i didn't, I didn't know what, i didn't know what covid was when we were no, doing nobody that. knew we what didn't it know was, what it was. At the time. and then no, no one knew at that point right. this is like you know literally like a pandemic and that everything got shut down like toilet paper was disappearing and you know it is just nuts people were buying bidets and fucking going <laughs> going crazy <laughs> It definitely was a weird time, and I kind of attest to what your buddy was saying, just kind of like that emotional attachment and feeling of live music as well. I've talked about it a number of times with previous guests on the podcast. Um, There's a band called Avat that I uh, will have released their episode just before your guys's, and I talked to them about it as well, where just there's this huge emotional connection that everyone has to not only the bands, but to the crowd as well, where it's just everyone has a sense of community, the sense of family, and ever since COVID hit, we completely miss that. And I remember before COVID hit, like I went to like four or five shows between late January and early March. And I'm like, I'm loving this. This is going to be like 2019 all over again, where I go to shows like every single weekend. Then all of a sudden the shutdown happens. And it's just, there, there's a void that needs, that needs to be filled just because that sense of like, just having fun and just everyone together in the same sense of like a community aspect where nothing else matters except for the music that's going on right now. And just, we all may connect to the music differently, but the fact that we connect to it and have a positive reaction to it, that's enough to connect to everybody. Cause I've seen, Two shows since the shutdown happens, small ones, one up in Green Bay, one up in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, like 40 miles west of Wausau. And it was just bands that I've had on the podcast before, wanted to support them, wanted to see them play live. And it's it's a lot different. It's just, it just doesn't feel like the same at all anymore. Yeah, I would imagine that it like almost feels just like super weird to be there. We got asked um, probably like mid quarantine, like July or something to come up and play in Green Bay at the SV2, like when things were, everyone thought things were getting better. And we were like really weighing on the decision and we just decided not to, cause it just didn't, it just didn't make sense at the time. It isn't right. Like what, what we did was a little, was totally different because, you know, we were really trying to abide by the guidelines of being safe, but also being in an environment where people could have a good time and then I see tons of bands and stuff posting pictures or people who are attending shows still where they're in like mosh pits and they're not wearing masks. And like, to me, that's very disrespectful because I've been in the music scene for over a decade and it's like, we are a part of a community. And if we're not going to, you know, hold ourselves accountable for not keeping our community safe, that's like a slap in the face to people that says that we don't care about people. And it's like, if we can go and sacrifice playing shows for a year, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Because it's going to be a tomorrow if we can all just love each other now and support each other by not going anywhere. I can see where you're coming from with that as well, because there's so many, I mean, take a look at a lot of the, like the uh, bigger bands that are out there that are playing, you know, those like playing venues like the Rave or playing arenas as well, or playing like those major music festivals. And that's what they do now because that's the size that they need for the crowd. And they can't really do anything anymore because they, they're not going to go and play these. They're, they're very rarely going to be able to go and play live shows. And, I mean, not every band's going to have the opportunity that Beartooth had that you guys were able to uh, get on as well. Like, I know Skillet's done something with that. But, honestly, that's pretty much it that I know of, which is kind of scary in a way due to the fact that it's like, okay, I like both those bands. But it's just 
I want to see, like, I want to be able to go and see more. However, it's the same thing as well, where it's, I want to get back to that point where we can all get together. We can all go to concerts and experience that the way we love to and the way we are used to, because again, there's just that sense of community that's there that is no, we're missing right now in the world, especially not only in the music scene, but in the world as well. We're just missing that. There was a show that happened in, I don't know where, but it was with like a bunch of butt runs. It was like Trapped and fucking Buckcherry <laughs> and Smash Mouth and uh, like just so, just some other big ass bands like that. And 100,000 people got coronavirus at that show. You're talking about the Sturgis rally. Probably. Yeah, I think so. Like, and because there was no distancing. You know, it's like if if a couple people have it in the crowd, it's going to sure shit pass it along the whole night. And that's what's fucking scary about it, because you don't know. People just want to get out and they're not going to, you know, like if they're sick, they could still be hiding it, you know, and they're going to come out and do all that shit. But we do need to get back to that point where we can start advising or advising safe shows like this for the next year, at least, just to make this happen. Like drive-in shows, let's do it. Absolutely. I think that's the way to do it, too. I think it is right now. Like, if we're going to do something like this, it needs to be like that, because otherwise, it's just going to affect our community even more. Oh, very much so. And it's just also something, too, where we want to get back to that point, because especially those venues that we love to go to that I know you guys probably love to play in as well, those smaller, more independent venues that are struggling right now. Like, we want to make sure that they survive, because... We love going to those places. There's like a sense of family when you go there because especially I'm going to use the rave as an example because that's always the one that I go with. It's going there. Like last year when I went there, almost every time I went to a show in the in the pit, like there were like the same like seven or eight people along with like uh, like 20 or 30 others that were in the pit and like a hundred more that were around it. Like there was always like seven or eight of us that were at almost every single show and it was like, I, I do not remember their names at all, but I always remember their faces and I was always just like, hey, how's it going, man? High five. Yeah, I, I remember that too. Oh, yeah. Just all good times. But I think one thing that um, when it comes to getting back to those live shows as well, especially with what's going on with COVID is, and it all comes down to that sense of community, that sense of family as well, where this is something that we're all battling against. We're all going against this virus. We're all trying to combat this and basically beat this to the point where we can get back to what we were doing and get back to normal. However, the problem is, is because especially here in America, and I think you guys can agree on this. It's become such a politicized thing that no matter, it's like, if you're on one side of the aisle, you're going to be totally on one side. If you're going to be on the other side, you're totally on that side. And there's no compromise there. But if we take politics out of it, we just kind of all just think of this as a common goal. Honestly, we could end up beating this probably a lot quicker than we are right now. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Probably early next year, if we all just stuck to something. If we all just stuck to something and that people just started, you know, kind of abiding by the fact that, yeah, this is contagious. It's, I know you still want to go out and live your life, but let's just kind of spread out a little bit. Like, dude, it's, it's still weird to, to, to people like that wearing a mask is like literally a regular thing now. Like you can't go into certain places. People serve you certain things. They'll ask you to leave. You know, I was at Chipotle the other week. And I got kicked out because I wasn't wearing a mask. And I just went like this. And I was like, seriously, man, you can't just serve me if I'm like this. And he's like, no, dude, you got to get out of here. I was pissed as fuck, but I had to leave. And this is like something that we have to do now. And, you know, if America can wear a fucking mask, you know, that that might not solve all all of our problems. But it's just the respectful thing to do to everyone around you. It's kind of like, let's just start with something that we can all, that we can, let's start with something that we can, again, the virus, it's something that we all got to deal with. So let's all, let's all come together and let's focus on fighting against that. Cause when we focus on fighting against something altogether, we're freaking unstoppable with that. 100%. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden we're going to be, and then next year we can get back to live shows and I can get back to getting hurt in mosh pits again and enjoying life once again. <laughs> it just, it just, it, it, Life is not the same as it used to be, and it's just kind of sad. But we're, you know, we're getting stronger. We're adapting. We're we're doing it, and that's what's 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 crazy to think is that you know, like we're just we're just keep on keeping on. Well, that's the key as well. Just because, again, this is a completely different time than any other time we've ever any of us have ever experienced in our lifetimes. So it's not just us sitting back saying 
oh, and I can see you guys are not doing this well, where it's, you're not sitting back thinking, oh, woe is me, I'm just waiting for this to get back to normal and get done. No, you're actively trying to do something in order to make sure that your band continues to grow and continues to succeed. Like you released that, uh, God, what was the single that you released this year so far? Uh, the cover of Heartless, which, God damn, was that good. Holy shit. And then doing the Beartooth show as well. It's something that you're doing and you're just saying, okay, these are the opportunities that are being presented right now during this weird and wacky time in the world. So how can we maximize on those opportunities in order to come out of this even better than we went into it? Right. You know what I find really weird, which is kind of off topic, is that there's no fans at any NFL game right now. (laughs) It is the weirdest thing ever to like watch a football game and then you know, you you like hear the dub overs of like, ah, yeah, but there's no one there. I think the, I think the only only place that's really having a continual amount of fans are uh, Houston and Dallas. That's about it, and I think KC. But otherwise, like most places are pretty much shut down. I know, I know they uh, Packers had said something like, "Oh, we're not going to do anything until November because of the COVID spikes." However, their next home game isn't until November first anyway. So, cool. yeah. It's kind of like, oh, why did you guys even say that? It's just like, just wait, wait till later. Just give, 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 give us two weeks notice. That's basically it. Right. <laughs> but it is, it is kind of weird. But it's like, can you imagine if it was like doing like live stream concerts as well, where all of a sudden it's like after the after the song's over, you hear like the dub over, just like, yeah. It's like, well, this this just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, with the with the bear tooth show, I wasn't sure if people would be like honking their horns or something after songs. I was kind of worried about that because. I just didn't want it to mess with the sound that we were hearing, but that would, I don't know. No, just, it was chill. It was like yeah, a nobody show, though. Horn. You could hear the cheers. Like, yeah, you could hear chill. people cheering and everything and clapping, but for, maybe they were told not to honk their horns, but in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, like, honking a horn makes the most sense when I'm that far away. Well, but like we were saying before, though, like, it was like, it was literally like the fireworks thing. Like, that's oh, just yeah, what that's I thought like of right best. away. Like, people had, like, the camping chairs out, like, and, and they had, like, Blanket reversed their cars. So, like, the trunks of their cars were facing the stage and had, were sitting in the vans. Like, so it was chill. Yeah. If that's any the horns, we heard a lot of car alarms going off. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> It's like because people locked their cars and they were like sitting on them or like standing on top of them and just like jumping around all of a sudden like just the bounce and the shock probably set them off. Like it's like when a cell phone goes off in the movie theater. And, like, <laughs> and you see the person person like frantically trying to turn off like come on I know it's me I'm trying over here man. Like this, they get they turn they basically turn into George Costanza like come on come on. Nailed <laughs> it. <laughs> And that, that and that basically is my weirdness for the day, even though I've probably done a lot weirder things with my day already than trying to impersonate George Costanza trying to turn off his car alarm. But yeah. Add to the list. One thing that I was always curious about was with the drive-in show was especially and I know this is probably just like the crazy thing, but I always wanted to see if it they were gonna do something like have this giant area right like right around the front of the stage, but also have like enough distance between it. To where all of a sudden, you know, you could technically have a mosh pit, but it was just people in a demolition derby. Right? Like cars are just, <laughs> just crashing into each other. Just 316. <laughs> and that'd be so sick. Windmills. That'd be like, so sick. Play a show at a demolition derby. Yeah, that'd be sick. I was like, I told myself, like, if I saw that happening at a show, like, I would go out, buy like a $600 beater, and drive, have, like, drive up there with my friends. But then I would basically go into the basically go into demolition derby, get this car completely wrecked for like an like an hour and a half. If it survives that long, that's the key. If it survives that long, and then walk out, just leave it there, let it go get scrapped, and just go back home with my friends. <clears throat> that'd be that'd be crazy. I mean, there's probably a lot of like health risks and a lot of insurance involved in that, but uh, I don't know. I'd do it. Yeah, same. But one last thing when it comes to that is, did you guys get to spend any time like with Beartooth at all, especially chilling in the back, or is it just kind of you guys were separated the whole entire time? Separated the whole time. Like they had their, had our area, and it, uh, there was definitely no mix there. Oh. I think they were just like a little more on edge than what we probably were. Kind oh, of yeah. yeah. Like if you um, think about it, because they're not even close to here, and like we're known right now as like, the the 
Yeah, what are we, number two? Yeah, we're number two or number one. We're like cases or something. The like that. coronavirus right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, they said they said normally like they they hang and it's like a party around the stage, but they just can't do it this time. They don't want to risk it. I think they were kind of putting their feelers out too to see how the whole thing went so that maybe they could do more whether it's like a mini tour or like a weekend or just like more t- drive-in type shows too well, it was so. like an experiment yeah it literally yeah, i mean like experiment. we did they didn't know if it was gonna work nobody knew if it was gonna right work. the only other band that i've ever seen in the last like six months that has done like a drive-in show is like metallica or Cyrus just did one in chicago they did too the day before mm-hmm. the bear tooth show here that i haven't I seen like anything going on with that kind of stuff so yeah that was like an experiment like a super experiment you know, like everyone's kind of starting out trying to do that especially now but then of course as as if they keep doing it but as the you know time goes on especially because we're in october right now you know come november december january february up here we're not gonna see shit it's not happening up here you have to go to like out in the desert or california or down south or something to see anything like that yeah, and then it's going to be a bunch of people traveling again. And it's just like, um, maybe not the best idea right now. But, oh, well, that's that's just the way it goes, I guess. I'm, I'm still hoping to maybe see one more show this year at some point. But then again, like, my hopes are not really all that high just due to the fact that, especially with Wisconsin right now, where it's, I think, as of the day we were shooting this, I think we're, like, fourth overall in total cases per, like, per each state. However, per capita right now, I think we're the leader. Yeah, I think so too. I'm surprised. I don't know, but by the time this comes out, it hopefully we're not the leader anymore. But um, I don't know. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not a race we want to win. No, no, that's that's a race I'm definitely fine with coming in dead last. But I don't. I mean, if we're if we're fourth right now and overall and first and per capita, uh, ooh, yeah, that's a bad look. <laughs> well, I can just see this is ooh, not the best. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. but one other thing i really wanted to ask you guys about is not only just like the whole entire bear thing but also your music as well because after i got it sent to me like i was listening to it and i just saw the like little uh bio that you guys had loud unapologetic in your face and soaked in beer post hardcore i'm like okay when i'm thinking of post hardcore i'm definitely not thinking loud unapologetic in your face and soaked in beer and then after listening to it i'm like okay, this is definitely something that has that, like, post-hardcore construction to it. However, there definitely is that loud, unapologetic, in-your-face, soaked-in-beer factor. A lot more of, like, a hard rock mix and metalcore mix in there as well. So what was the inspiration behind coming up with the sound that you have? I'm going to take that one. Um, Yeah, I mean, we all came up in, like, the late to late 2000s, early 2010s. Under under Oath. Yeah, as early dying, yeah. like a lot of metalcore was huge back then. Um, maybe it still is, I don't know. But, um, you know, we all came up in metalcore and when post-hardcore was booming, Warp Tour, a lot of those bands. Um, but we also, I mean, at least for me personally, I, I love hard rock, classic rock. Um, so it just kind of comes from mixing those two, I guess. Uh, kind of like the vibe and groove of, 70s stuff with uh the anger right. of the metalcore and everything yeah it's really just the shit that we listened to growing up like yeah i was in like sixth grade just obsessed with like hawthorne heights and from first to last and like all of those kinds of bands so i feel every like that's I just we, we yeah every time i die i feel like we just kind of carried that into like when we started making music together like that's the shit that we liked and that resonated with us so it's just us making our version of that yeah. I guess. And it's what we like to hear. I yeah. Mean, I think, absolutely. you know, we're just kind of making what we want to hear. Um, and then regarding the bio, that why it's blended so nicely together like that is our friend Mike Holloway wrote it. You know, bio, I, like the loud unapologetically in your face. It was just, that was uh, our friend's interpretation of us. And we're like, that is nail on the head. Spot on. <laughs> so if, if for whatever reason Mike sees us, thank you, Mike. Hopefully Mike sees this because, I mean, it, it is a really good interpretation of the whole entire thing because when you do have that post-hardcore sound there, but then you mix it with more of that hard rock influence, more of that metalcore influence in there, especially with the unclean vocals when you bring them in there and you have the heaviness on the instrumentation throughout those parts. However, you still have that more construction style in terms of how each note is hit, how many times you hit it within a certain measure. 
that's pretty much post hardcore right there and there but it's just a great mixture to see how that all blends together and how you guys understand how to make that sound so hard yet not have like that classic metal chord just like straight up rapidness like constant double tap on the bass drum even though i absolutely love that like hearing that on your guys' sound as well it's just on a, on a much more like post hardcore construction style with that heaviness to it it's something that is absolutely incredible thank, thank you thank you and especially like if people listen to that uh that cover you did a heartless like that thing i at first i'm like holy shit this like that it, i had to look it up to see that it was a cover and also i'm like there's no fucking way. Like this is this sounds like so much different than anything. And I looked it up. I'm, I looked up the regular song. I'm like, huh? Cool. Yeah, this is definitely a case where um the, the cover is a lot fucking better. <laughs> Thank you. Dude. <laughs> that, that cover uh, was at least the way I remember the cover coming together was like one band practice day. Alec and Luke couldn't make it, so Ryan and I were just hanging out and. Ryan was like, we should just cover a song. And we didn't know what song we should cover. And Ryan opened up YouTube and Heartless by the weekend was just the ones on the main screen. And you were just like, I don't know, dude, let's just fucking cover this song. <laughs> so he just pulled it up and we jammed it. And we're like, yeah, that'd be cool. And he just kind of like put the outline together and we threw the vocals together and we brought it to these guys. And they're like, oh yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And then we just put it together. Oh, and why, put I it was kind of, eh. Yeah, I wasn't Alec that excited wasn't about really it, it. but then, I, I love it now. Yeah, but. I was such like a little bitch leading up to the Bear 2 show because it was the first time we played it, and like every single practice, <laughs> I was like, "You guys, I don't fucking know if I want to play this song. Like, I don't want to say the word pussy that many times on stage. <laughs> That's just cool. not me. Like, but yeah, it turned out really cool. It was fun. The first time we got to play that song actually was in front of like two thousand people. It was pretty wild. Like, yeah. other than that, it was just like. We didn't really even have any intention of playing it until like shows started popping up again. I didn't ever want to play it. I just thought it was something fun to put together and like fun for us to do. And it just then we played it, and now I love it. Now I like I just can get into it, and it, it was a lot of fun to play. But yeah, that song was just something we put together on a whim, or that cover was something we put together on a whim. But sometimes when you put something together, just like when inspiration strikes you, it's just like oh, let's cover something. And you just pick something at random, and then it's like you completely turn it around and give it more of a I don't know what it was, but especially with like more hard rock and metal music, metalcore, rock, post-hardcore, I don't know what it is about it for me personally, but what it ends up doing is it just kind of just that harder emotion just kind of resonates more with, let's just say like more of that rock and metal crowd. It's just the emotion that is connected to it resonates more with those fans, especially myself as well. So when you listen to like a more like a pop song or a hip hop song, it just doesn't connect with us in a certain way. However, when you guys took Carlos and you completely change it to have more, have your sound in there as well. It just has this, I don't know what it is, but it's like, it's, it's loud in your face, but it's like a, it's like a Donkey Kong in um super smash bros punch where it's like, it's winding up. And then all of a sudden it just hits you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that, that's an awesome. Oh, yeah. I absolutely agree. Oh yeah. During that whole entire thing, I'm like, okay, I gotta think of a, a good reference for this. Like, how does it work out? I'm just thinking, and for some reason, I'm just thinking about, man, I want to play some Super Smash Bros. Later, I'm like, that's it. Just <laughs> DK. And then just waiting for, and next thing you know, you go flying off the map, and all of a sudden, they lose a life. They come back and they try and hit you with a home run bat, and then you're just gonna hit them again. And I've got you guys, like, after this, you're probably instead of practicing, you're probably just going to play a couple hours of Super Smash Bros. and just end up seeing who kills each other first. Right, smoke a bowl and play Mario Kart or something yep. instead. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I mean, I remember back in college, we did the whole entire don't drink and drive Mario Kart game. Have you ever played that one? You gotta never, pull over when you take your drink and then go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's hard. That's not fun. What we'd always do is it's like we would always just right when like the right when it start we would just like for a couple of us what we'd always do is like okay three two one and the green light would go and then everyone would take off. I would still be sitting there and I just you know take the whole entire beer just slam it and then take off because that the the rubber band factor in that game is so great where all of a sudden like by lap three I was already back in second place. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the key. That makes sense. I would, I would do it that way too. Shit, I just gave away my whole entire uh, strategy on that one. On a podcast. <laughs> Alrighty, Max, Christian, Luke, Sam, if you guys are listening to this, um, yeah, don't steal my shit, please. 
<laughs> and, and a shout out my friends for college for that one because I just don't want to steal my crap. Because they'll use it against me sometime soon. Yeah, don't do any competitions with them anytime soon. No, I'll just I'll just stick with uh, playing Smash Bros with them and um constantly it's like okay every time they pick like their main characters they always get pissed at me it's like all right pick your best character and all of a sudden kevin you don't do that i'm like what the hell man <laughs> it's like we can't stop you when you're link i i always pick pikachu that's like that's my guy that's always my like after they tell me don't pick link and i pick pikachu and they're just like shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't that the one where you just grab us and like, oh, off, off the map yeah, every yeah. fucking time yeah <laughs> They grab me, you just put them on your back, you shock them, they just go flying backwards. Yeah, that's the best. Kirby's my guy because he can float. I'll say the new one, they've just got like so many, so many freaking characters. And I was like, I don't know what the hell to do with these guys anymore. 70 something characters. I haven't played anything past Melee. Dude, it's crazy. Was it Brawl past Melee or was it Brawl and then Melee? It was the original, then Melee, then Brawl, then they did like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and they just keep. It, they're, they're basically treating Super Smash Bros. Ultimate like Grand Theft Auto Five. Sure, just like <laughs> updates and that. Pretty much, yeah. Well, last time I was over at my friend's house playing it, I was super pissed because he's like, I got all the characters except for one. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, no big deal. The one character he didn't have, I was pissing. Like, I've always wanted to play Smash Bros. with this character. It was my first time ever playing with it. And he didn't fucking have the download. <laughs> Which character was it? Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, why? Oh, wait, boy. why? That would be awesome. No way, Banjo-Kazooie is yeah, on fucking... Banjo-Kazooie is awesome. That'd be sick. That's cool. Yeah, they added Banjo like in like December of last year, and I wanted to play with him so damn bad, because that was always my favorite game growing up as a kid. Like, I've, I've played the original game. I usually play it once a year and try and beat, like, my best time. Like, speedrun it, but, like, without glitching anything. And this year I was pissed because I died, like, halfway through, and I had to restart a level. I'm like, uh, that's going to kill me by, like, 20, 30 minutes. Shit. <laughs> like I definitely have your copy of that really? on the N sixty four. I don't have it on sixty four anymore though, so I'll just <gasps> move I do not have the N sixty four anymore. That system was like the system to have, man. The best one. Yeah, in my opinion. But oh well, I mean mine's still sitting back here somewhere. It's all like that's why I'm like if I'm playing Smash Bros, I'm playing the old stuff, but I can't but it's like there's times I'm like, you know what? I I'm not as good as I used to be. I'm not as good as I was when I was like eight, and that's all I'd do. Yeah, same. I mean, there's 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 more important things to do right now, like talk to the emerging bands in the scene. Oh yeah, I just did my own little plug right there. How about wow. that? <laughs> what other bands have you talked to? Um, so so recently, like one like the bigger ones I've been able to talk to as of recent, I've talked to Blacktop Mojo. Um, I did something with both Awake at Last and No Resolve where I released the episode the day before they released a new single. So I've done that with them. Uh, Throw the Fight. Let's see. Kill the Lights I've done with uh, James Clark. I'm trying to think. I've done one with Saul as well. And then I'm trying to think. I just uh, booked one with a band called Boys of Fall. Then they'll come up new album like in November. And I've just been getting people like requesting that I try and get them. I'm like, okay, if you guys ask enough, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Uh, so, there's another here have you heard of backdoor animals um they're from milwaukee no i haven't the only other god there's only one other real milwaukee band that i know of and i might try and get them on but i can't think of their name off the top of my head right now it's gonna kill me and i'm looking i'm looking at because i know it's probably on your uh oh yeah these fading visions oh yeah yeah. those guys are super nice too but i would check them out and check out after our animals if you're looking for like other up-and-coming milwaukee bands they're both really sick I might, I might, I might have to. I might, cause I've, I've seen uh, these fading visions once before, back like three years ago, because my, my ex girlfriend was friends with uh, their lead singer, so we went to a show one time, and then after our animals, I'm gonna have to check them out as well, and I've got them pulled up already, so I might just start after this is over when I'm putting everything together, I might just start listening and be like, alrighty, we'll send off an email and call it a day. Yeah, we'll definitely do it. That'd be awesome. Just keep getting them, just start going and keep pumping up everybody else, and, and then focus on Milwaukee stuff too, because. We got good stuff here. We just got to get people to know about it. Milwaukee's awesome. I love this city. I do do too. And it's like, well, especially when live shows come around, because it's like, I've been to a bunch of different venues as well. And it's just very few compared to the rave, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, dude. I love the rave. Um, I think I like all the rooms in the rave, too. I'm down to see a show in the basement, the ballroom, the bar. Did you see the thing they're doing? 
Yeah, like the guided tour. You can go on like a tour where all the lights are off and you only have a flashlight and you can go around the whole rave. I did see that. I like the thing is, is like I just looked at the price where I'm like, I just want to go, like, because I can bring like one or two people. Like, I want to go with some people and just be like, just do this because this is the whole entire thing. But you know what? Just because I I haven't been there, I've been there twice this year, I think, or once. Maybe I don't even remember. Maybe I think once for uh for Alter Bridge. Yeah, that was it. But it was just like I missed that place, and I I want to make sure it survives as well. I want to support as much as possible because it's all three stages. No matter what, you get the ballroom, you get the club over, you get the basement. No matter what it is, you're gonna get a good show. I actually like the basement the most because it's just the stage is a lot lower. There's a lot less people. Everything's more packed in. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Uh, how is Alter Bridge Live though? I haven't heard that name in so long. Were they so, awesome? So this is the best way for me to describe it is I'm always used to like going to the shows where everything's crazy. All the mosh pits are going. There is none of that for Alter Bridge. What I end up doing was I'm like, okay, I got to find something that's just going to like take the show like over the top for me so I can really enjoy it. Watching Mark Tremonti play guitar. There's things I don't understand about the guitar at all. I'm very guitar illiterate. There's things I don't understand. And then I'm watching him. I'm like, I don't understand even how you do that. How the fuck are you doing this, dude? Like. And just like he just looks like he's not even trying. He's doing this absolutely most insane crap ever. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've been I haven't listened to that band in a long time, but that's sick that they played Milwaukee this year. Yeah, they played them right the like the day after Valentine's Day. Okay. Nice. And then like I had friends are like, Oh, come to our Valentine's Day party. I'm like, I'll show up after. <laughs> oh yeah. God damn, dude. February feels like ten years ago. I know. <laughs> It does like I think February because I saw Alter Bridge and Clint Lowry opened up for him, and then like the week after that, I went to Madison to see The Word Alive Escape the Fate and Falling in Reverse, and that one was I almost broke my nose during that show, so that's how I knew it was a good one. That show was massive too, wasn't it? Sold out at the uh, at the Sylvie. Sylvie, yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that was sold out. I didn't go, but I know that tour did really well. Ronnie Radke can't go back to Six Flags. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That is that that might be the that might be the most random fact on this podcast ever. Is just Roddy Radke not allowed at Six Flags anymore? Perfect. Have you ever? I'm Luke and yeah. Have you ever looked into that before? I I haven't. I'm gonna end up going down the rabbit hole on this because like I've nearly got into falling in reverse the past couple of years. So I'm like I really want to go on this rabbit hole. And see why the fuck is Roddy Radke not allowed at Six Flags anymore? There's um, a video. Yeah, you just you just look it up. Just just type in Ronnie Radke. Mic stand into a crowd at Six Flags. <laughs> oh, it's oh oh he oh the mic stand thing was at Six Flags. Yeah, yeah. Six Flags. Yeah, that was like the one big bad. show that Six Flags had, and then they stopped doing it because of that. I still never shot another at Six Flags years ago. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. I definitely. Because I because I knew about. I always know about the mic stand. I didn't know it was at a Six Flags though. But now I know why he's never allowed there again. Because. Threw a mic stand in there and then ended up like him on Twitter is absolutely hilarious because there was someone that was trying to go after him about the whole mic stand thing. He's like, yeah. And then the woman who that happened to, like, she ended up with like a million dollars and like no surgery. So she kind of came out on top and I got good. I got press out of it. So it's kind of a win win. You got um, that's a, that's a good way to stand. Can play at six flags anymore. Because of that. I think they, yeah. Yeah, I think they banned like metal. He, he got jail time for that too. After he really? got in jail. Holy shit. <laughs> the second time. I don't know much about Ronnie Radke. All I all I know is it's just all the like all the stories that he has and all the stories that I hear from him, it just they're always just the most ridiculous, but always end up like you think about like, okay, that's just kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> But one other question I got for you guys is now that we're coming towards like the end of 2020, going into 2021. And all this other crap has happened so far, and we still aren't sure exactly when live shows are going to come back. So what's the plan right now for you guys to continue on this growth and continue on, you know, this path that you're on? Because especially after the success of the Heartless cover that you guys had, because right now on Spotify, as I'm looking at it at this very moment, it is almost about to break 100,000 streams. Your monthly listener count has gone up the past couple of days that I've looked at it. It was that like low 6,000 when I started looking at this stuff right now, as I look at it right now, as we're shooting, it just topped the 7,000 marker. So there's definitely a lot of momentum that's getting generated behind you guys. So what's the plan to make sure the momentum continues forward? Uh, good question. Well, so earlier, right after the heartless release, we did a split EP with our friends in garden home. So we have two songs out after that. 
Um, and we're kind of just pushing those for a little bit. But uh, following that, we just finished recording an EP that'll be out uh, early next year. It's going to be called Year of the Rat. And we haven't said that anywhere but to you. So there you go. Exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Year of the Rat. Uh, we're probably going to officially announce it. Right now. The, before, right now, I guess, <laughs> but, but like on our pages and everything in the, in the next month or so, we're shooting a, a music video on Saturday for the first single that we're hoping to get out um, probably late November, early December. And, and then we're just going to kind of try to play the content game since we don't know when shows are going to be back around. So we've been brainstorming ways that we can get creative with um, posting more than just pictures, whether it's like live session videos, because we have multiple nice studios that we can play in and um, and yeah, just kind of like amp up this, this EP and roll out a, a single or two. And we're working on a merch store too, because a lot of people since the Beartooth show have been asking where they can get our merch online. And that's something that we've just kind of been dragging our ass on. So we've been talking about that a lot today, actually, getting designs together and ideas. And we have a lot of plans, I'd say, but definitely heavily focusing on social media and content to just keep, keep building this momentum because we're, we're feeling it too and we're excited about it. That makes a lot of sense, especially because, yeah, we don't know when live shows are going to come back. So make sure that, especially with the fact that everyone's kind of still, as we're getting closer to the colder months and you guys have been releasing this, like early 2021, when it's cold outside, people are going to be inside. They're going to be constantly looking for new stuff, especially if we can't really go out, you know, and do the kind of fun stuff that we normally do in winter. They're going to be on their phones a lot. They're going to be on their computers a lot. They're going to be online a lot. They're going to be looking for new things. So if you guys are able to provide them with a lot of new content, and it doesn't always have to be like that picture perfect stuff. It doesn't always have to be the perfect picture. It doesn't always have to be like the perfect post. It can be something incredibly wacky because I did a preview, like a, a really like weird preview video for one of the podcasts I did with a band called Ego Kill Talent. And what I did was, was I took the intro to Shrek and when he's like when he's in the outhouse and then when he breaks open the door and then when that's when smash mouth's all-star starts playing what i did was was i took that audio out and i put in one of their songs and then over shrek's face i put their logo on it and it's just like it, it just it doesn't really make any sense it's just wacky but i got a lot of positive response off it just because it's just like this is kind of funny so yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's literally that's the, the exact route maybe not with shrek but that's same route we're just trying to really buckle down on content it's it's basically it's just like you can do that perfect stuff you can do that perfect post you can do that perfect stuff but don't rule out being wacky and creative because that can also do you wonders i totally agree absolutely and consistency oh yeah consistency is a huge thing you don't want to post like five times in one day and then like not post again for like the next three you want to have that consistent flow going on so that people can always or people are kind of like can kind of like have that like little like you know notification every time you post them that's just like Ooh, phone, boom, see what's up. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's our plan moving forward through COVID, I guess. Hopefully another show opportunity like the Beartooth one pops up when the weather is nicer. or Maybe something will take us to some warmer weather while it gets cold in the Midwest. But who knows, I guess. I was like, I've been hearing June potentially. Yeah, right, right. Shit could possibly I, maybe get back to normal. I did see actually today, I think it was this morning, a festival got announced over by Eau Claire for next year. Yeah, Rockfest. Yeah, yeah, with like that uh, Bad Flower and like Snoop Dogg's playing it and shit. Like, I would love to get in touch with whoever that is and tell my mom that I'm playing a festival with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> well, I, I think they're still looking for some people as well because I was looking at the lineup as well. I'm trying to, I'm kind of got a little bit of an inside track there with some of the bands because there's about six or seven of them that I have interviewed. And one of my plans is I'm going there. I'm getting like a, like a smaller Winnebago. I'm taking it out there. And not only am I going to be like, just like camping out, having a good time watching shows, but all the bands I've talked to, I want to speak to them live for like 10, 15 minutes, have the Winnebago stock with beer, water, Gatorade, whatever, like whatever the hell you guys want. So people, everyone comes by, stops by 10, 15 minutes. We do a little record session like this while we're drinking beer, having the Gatorade. I don't know what the hell with this, whatever you guys want and just enjoy. So like, kind of like have like the, like basically have the, uh, like the, the fun interview. Yeah, dude. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll be one of those bands. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to look into it because I'd love to get out there and play that. Oh, definitely do because I I was gonna go this year as well, but of course, DNU COVID. But there's like it's like there's so much going on there too. And I'm glad that they finally they announced something because even though we're we don't know what to expect going into the next year, 
just having that out there just inspires hope and hope is an incredibly powerful thing. I, uh, they, I, they announced riot fest for next year already too. So I like bought my tickets for that right away. So that I have something to hope for, for next year. I'm like, please let me see my chemical romance in 2021 in Chicago. That's, that's my light at the end of this tunnel. The, that's where I'm a little like concerned with riot fest is because for me, it's just, do I buy the three day pass or do I buy the, try and get the one day ticket for when my chem is there. It all depends upon if, and when rise against this plane. Okay. Well, I would skip literally any band or I would, I would skip rise against to see any band. I think was what I was going to say. Rise against is all right, but they always are at Summerfest, dude. Fuck riot fest. You'll see them at Summerfest like every other year. Go see my chemical romance. And I would I I would buy the three-day ticket. That's what I've been telling everybody. Because worst case scenario, you sell the three-day ticket. Someone's going to pay up the ask to see my come up romance. So you'll at least make your money back. That, that's true. That's actually a good way to put it, honestly. But I like I want to I want to see both. But it's just like basically it's like if the reason why I said the one day or the three day is because if I get the one day, like if Rise Against is playing the same day as my chem, my chem's going to be the the headliner for sure, and they're going to be the only one playing at that time. So I want to know if I can hit both in one in one day, or I got to know if I want to get the three-day pass so I can hit. The, I just so I can hit them both because Rise Against my favorite band. I don't want to miss them. That's fair. That's fair. I when I was in eighth grade, I actually saw Rise Against and My Chemical Romance play the same. They were on tour together, and they played Milwaukee at the Riverside or the Paps Theater or something. It was the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Rise Against, and then My Chemical Romance on the oh Black. Oh God! Yeah, Red Jumpsuit. Yeah, it was like dude. So it was like we were in eighth grade. It was the night before my fucking birthday. Like and whatever 14 or something that same night and i was just like in heaven i don't think anything could have topped that my parents I divorce didn't even matter <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god okay that is <laughs> that's the power of music right there folks oh yeah that would be the best way to put this and i know you guys were about that at, or about at that hour mark so i want to make sure you guys get back to you know what you guys were doing for band practice. I want to thank you guys for being on the podcast as well. And if you guys want to say any last words, now's the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first off, thank you for having us, dude. It was awesome to meet you. And hopefully we get to meet in person after all those kind of dies down. Um, but I, I guess for anybody listening, yeah. Like, like I said, uh, year of the rat is coming out next year. Uh, first single, hopefully before the end of the year. So keep up with us on Instagram, Spotify, Apple music everywhere, and just stay in touch, I guess. Uh, do you guys anybody else have anything uh perfect stay healthy no yeah seriously it's been awesome talking with you dude and thank you hopefully we can do this again sometime well i'll plan on doing this again sometime i love i'd love to have you guys back on the podcast and also when it for everyone listening when it comes to following american bandit on everything all their socials where to find their music where to stream it and be ready for when you're the rat comes out here's what you got to do you got to look at the description of this podcast, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, because I'm going to have all the links there for you. I'm going to make it as easy as possible. You guys got no excuse. And when their merch store drops, you want to know what they're going to do? They're going to email me with the link or let me know that it's up. I'm going to find the link and I'm going to edit the descriptions of those episodes. So if it's out after the episode comes out, boom, the link will be there. It'll make it easy. Guys, trust me. It's going to be easy as hell to find these guys. I'm making it happen. Thank you. Thank you. We we appreciate it, man. You're welcome, guys. And once all this shit calms down and we're able to get back to live shows, and when you guys are playing a show here at home, just um, send me a message, send me an email, just let me know when it's happening because sometimes something slipped through the cracks on me because of all the shit I'm trying to do. So just let me know and I'm going to make it a point to be there. Thank you so much. And once Moshpits come back, you're going to be like, who the hell just got hurt in the pit? Who lost a shoe? Who broke a nose? And you're going to already know it's going to be me. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep oh, an yeah. eye out. <clears throat> All right, awesome. Well, guys, have a great rest of your night. And I can't end this with a goodbye because we're already making plans to potentially to do another one sometime in the future and to see you guys live. So it's not goodbye. This is going to be see you later. Absolutely. Whoa, 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 folks. That was my interview with the band American Bandit out of Milwaukee. Light it up, light it up. I want to thank them for being on the podcast. It was incredible with them on here. And, man, I can't wait for live shows to come back because I'm going to be seeing these guys a lot. After it's at X-Rate Arcade, the Miramar, hopefully they get to the rave and hopefully they just keep expanding their reach. And when their new EP comes out at some point during the beginning of 2021, Year of the Rat, you guys are going to know about it because as long as you're following us, 
We're going to be posting about it because we want you guys to get in with this band now. So that's me for me today, guys. Thank you for watching and for listening. You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. Friday night, MSOTT rocks. We're rocking. It'll thrive. And you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes of the Big Healthy and Hardy. See ya. Yeah.